welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. So I told you just a few minutes ago that I put on a uh, you call it an advertisement, an invite, a, a promo for tonight. And I told you in that promo, if you saw it, that what we're going to talk about tonight is a phrase that the Lord quickened to me a while back. And very, I mean, this actually has been a few years now, but even more so since this uh, stuff's been happening in our world right now. And so you may, you're going to need to hear a few things before you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But here's the title of the message tonight. We... Believers are the contagious ones. We're the ones sickness better be watching out for. Because we're the contagious ones with the healing power of God. When we touch people, we should be believing the healing in us is getting on them. And not be afraid of any sickness in them getting on us. Now I want to say this right up front. I'm going to show you the scriptures that back this up. That we are the contagious ones with healing, not disease healing. Um, I want to say this right up front. What I'm going to talk to you about tonight may not become a full revelation in you after this service. It may. I'm not going to limit the Holy Spirit, but it may take some meditation. It may take some time thinking about these scriptures, going over these scriptures, praying about these scriptures. And, and hopefully by next year, you know, eight to 12 months from now, we'll be so built up in this area that we'll have a revelation. It, it won't just be a cool thing. It'll be real to us. You know what? I'm contagious. Jesus didn't lie. I am contagious with the healing power of God. And if I touch somebody that's sick, their sickness isn't getting on me. My healing's getting on them. And I'm going to go to the scripture in just a minute, but you need to realize when the leper, highly contagious disease, came to Jesus, Jesus touched him. And you know what? The leprosy didn't jump on Jesus. Healing jumped on the man with leprosy and he got healed. And Jesus said, follow me. Do the works that I do. Greater works than these. We need to, now this doesn't work just because we heard it or because it's in our mind. This has to become a revelation because it's one thing to hear this in church, but it's another thing to walk up to a person with a highly contagious, deadly disease and not be afraid to touch them and see healing power go into them. And we don't want to jump out prematurely and do things because of some other reason. It's got to be faith. And sometimes our faith needs to be built up in these areas. So I say this, let's get strong in faith now so that when the next thing tries to happen, we're on this end. We're on the I'm contagious end. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, this has got to be real, as real to you as your name. If somebody tried to tell you you had a different name, you'd go, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. That's how ridiculous it needs to be that sickness is getting on us. No, no. Healing's getting on them. Healing's coming out of us. The Lord is our shield. And actually, let's read the scripture now, Mark 16, that shows you that we're, the believers are the contagious ones, contagious with the healing power of God. You know, some people step out on the word before their faith is to the level it needs to be. They're, they're in presumption. They're actually, some of them are in foolishness. They're just not there. They wish they were there. They, do, they act in certain ways, but they're really not acting in faith. They're just acting. And so that's why I say we may not get it all tonight, but let's build our faith in this area. Did you know every one of us can get to the place where we are operating in what we're about to read every day and it's as real to us as our name is? 
And anything contrary would be like somebody trying to call us by a different name. It's like, what? This is, this is where revelation knowledge comes in. So look at Mark 16 in verse 15. Jesus is speaking, and we're going to read a few verses here. Mark 16, 15. It says, And Jesus said unto them, Go you into all the world, which would include Grand Junction, Mesa County. They couldn't do that without us. So he's talking to us. Go you into all the world, Jesus said, and proclaim the good news to every creature. So here we are involved in preaching the gospel. Here we are involved in preaching the good news, either preaching, supporting those that are preaching. These next few verses talk about what happens to people that are interested in preaching the gospel or seeing that it's preached. Jesus said, he that believes the gospel and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believes not will be condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Say, I'm a believer. It didn't just say these signs will follow pastors. Come on, man. These signs shall follow them that believe. Are you saying, pastor, that these signs shall follow any Christian? No, Jesus is saying it. I'm just repeating it. So these signs shall follow them that believe. What signs? In Jesus' name. Jesus said, in my name, you shall cast out devils. Now, the word devils is King James. It should have been translated demons because there's only one devil, Lucifer. But there's many demons. And this scripture says you shall cast out demons. And really, a real encompassing way to say this, it, because it's, it's, it's in this verse, but it's bigger than what the King James can express here. This is the translation we're reading. He's talking about believers in my name, you shall take authority over the devil. If he gets in your way, move him out of the way. If he's trying to hinder, tell him to stop. If he's hurting somebody, break this power. If he's hurting you, break his power. Tell him to stop. Tell him to get out, which includes casting out devils. But it also goes into the area of just telling him, no, get out of the way. Shut up. Be gone. And so you need to know every believer has this power. In my name, he said, they shall cast out demons. Keep reading. Signs that follow them that believe, they shall speak with new tongues. Something for everybody in the body of Christ. Verse 18, believers, this sign shall follow you. If you take up serpents, or you get bit by a serpent, or if you drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt you. What's that called? That's called divine protection, man. That's called supernatural protection. You're operating in life, you're going about life, and a snake bites you, or a spider bites you, or something bites you. The Bible says it's not going to harm you. But remember, these signs follow them that believe. You've got to believe this. We've got to build our faith in this area. These signs don't follow people that are wishing and wanting and needing and crying. They follow them that believe. And we're, we need to build our faith for these things in our life, especially in these last days of famines and pestilences and all kinds of crazy things that are happening on the earth. Now look at the next part. It says, these deadly things won't hurt you and believers shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Now they may be immediately healed or they may recover, which sometimes is a process of time, you know, healing by degree. But this scripture says, if we'll believe, and if we are believers in Jesus, and we believe these signs are going to follow believers in Jesus, we should be expecting that when we lay hands on the sick, their sickness is not getting on us. The healing in us is getting on them. The healing power of God is greater than any sickness of this world. And here's the interesting thing. I thought, he didn't even say pray. 
Now, we believe in praying for the sick. The Bible talks about praying for the sick. But in this verse, he didn't say pray for them. Just touch them. Oh, come on. Is he saying we're contagious? Is he saying believers have the power to be contagious with healing against disease? Notice he didn't even see, he didn't say lay hands on them and pray strong, powerful prayers and they shall recover. He says, you don't even have to pray, believer. You can get yourself into a level of faith where you believe when I touch somebody that's sick, their sickness cannot, will not, shall not, no way, no how get on me, but the healing in Jesus in me is going to get on them and they shall recover. And I'm going to say this. This is another sermon I'm, I'm going to share maybe on Facebook, a 15-minute sermon coming up here. Or, but the Lord made this clear to me. He says, son, my, a lot of my people are saying the word and they're praying prayers and they're doing things like you're talking about tonight. But the missing ingredient in their life, which is keeping things from happening, is boldness. The Bible says, Lord, grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and signs and wonders be. Don't forget the word boldness. Paul said, pray for me that I may boldly preach the gospel as I ought to. Oh, come on, are you seeing this? The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh, did you read Hebrews 13? The Bible says, we are to boldly say, the Lord is our helper, and I'll not fear what man shall do unto me. He didn't say, we shall say, the Lord is my helper. He said, we shall boldly say, the Lord is my help. Boldness makes a huge difference if, you're gonna, if we're going to see results. And a lot of these things that we're talking about tonight, about being contagious and laying hands on the sick, we got to have more boldness than the devil and the sickness than other people. I'm not saying people that are sick have the devil. I'm just saying we got to be more bold than the devil and we got to be more bold than sickness and disease that's in other people. Are you following me? And, and the more we grow, see, because you can do these things out of fear. You can do them simply because you want to try it. And that's where people get in trouble because let's face it, if you go up to a highly contagious person and they sneeze on you and you don't really believe this, uh, you, might be, you might be needing healing yourself. Huh? That's why we want to make sure we build up in faith. I believe this is an end time message. We need to get to the place where we realize we're the contagious ones. Healing flows out of us stronger than sickness flows out of other people. And when they meet, healing always wins. But we got to be bold about it. We got to be bold and say, Jesus, you didn't lie. And you'll know when you're ready to actually move stronger in these areas. You'll know in your own heart. And I'll know in my own heart when I'm ready to go a little further in these areas. But I'm telling you, we're going to need to go further in these areas in this time and in the days ahead. So Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Isn't that wild? Lay hands on the sick and they, the sick, shall recover. That's powerful. Um, the believer's touch causes the sick to recover, not believers to be sick. Amen. Now, I, I mentioned this to you in, in uh, Matthew 8. You might as well go there right now. Just back up to Matthew 8. Um, I, I'm going to say this. I, I did another short video today because I felt like I had to. Carla sometimes will read me things that are being posted on Facebook. And as a pastor, I believe the Lord at times gives me pastoral words and help to balance some things out. But it sounds like there are a few people in social media land that are 
uh, maybe just kind of a little frustrated with some other Christians because they're not having church services, you know, and they're, 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 they're abiding by all these health laws. And, and Jesus said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And I agree with that 100%, 100%. He said, forsake not the gathering of yourselves. But the, the same Bible also says, respect and obey your government authorities. Now, I'm going to wax bold and say this. I mean, if, if the government ever, you know, no plague, no, no pandemic in the earth, but they just someday say, you know what? We're going to shut down churches. We're going to command you not to pray. We're going to, you know, if you do pray, we're going to, we're, we're going to put you in jail and you cannot have a Bible. That's where I'm going to probably break the law. I'm going to read my Bible even though they say I can't. I'm going to pray even if they say I can't. And I'm doing my best to gather. If they outlaw it, by the leading of the Spirit, we'll know where to meet. But it hasn't gone that far. And a few health regulations, yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. I titled this other message that I shot today, it's like a two-minute message, we can't make other people be at the level of faith we're at. We can't force other people to come up to our level of understanding. Some of us have been in the Word for 25 years. Some of them have not been in the Word at all. How can we expect them to jump way up here to these high levels of faith and say, you know what? We're not afraid of getting together socially. We're not afraid of getting two feet apart. We're, we're not afraid of... Well, some other people aren't where we're at. Plus, we still get to preach the Word. And some of these health regulations may not be what we all wish they were. But you know what? We need to respect too because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, if we try to force people to do things that we know are okay, that they're not sure are okay, we'll wound their weak conscience and we'll actually be sinning against Christ. To try to force somebody to come up to a level of faith they're just not at yet. So abiding by these health laws is okay, guys. We, we can't look down on or judge any other believers for not doing things that we think we could do because we're stronger in faith. Hey, we're, a lot of people just aren't there yet. Social distancing is a really good idea. And, God, and they're believing God to protect them while they abide by the health laws. And they're going to see the protection of God as they abide by the health laws. Now, if you want to operate at a higher level of faith, go for it. But don't try to make other people feel bad for not doing what you have a conviction to do. And I said all that to say this because, you know, we're, we're doing our best here to abide by the health laws. And I, I think some of them, you know, they seem a little extreme, but that's maybe it's because I've just grown in some knowledge of the things we're talking about right now, but I have no problem abiding by them because I know a lot of people don't understand how to live in divine protection. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, but there's a lot of people that they just don't understand these things because they've never heard these things. And we need to respect that. We need to not wound their weak conscience and we need to not find ourselves sinning against Christ. So let's just don't be judgmental. Let's just operate where we can. And I mean, they're not asking us to do something that causes us to stop preaching. They're not doing that. Most of them want us to preach. They just want to take some common sense um, health laws and put them into practice right now. So I, I said all that because I wanted to. <laughs> okay. I think hopefully it blessed somebody. So Matthew chapter 8 in verse 1, it says, Jesus came down from the mountains, and great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper. Now look at this. Lepers were told in the Old Testament to be in confinement, to be in 
uh, quarantine, to be in a colony that is nowhere close to people who did not have leprosy. It didn't say the healthy people had to quarantine themselves. It said the lepers needed to distance themselves. But f So one day this leper must have broke out, broke the rules, broke the law, came out in public and said, Jesus! And they all knew he was a leper and he came down and fell down and worshipped the Lord. I thought it was interesting that the leper who needed healing, the first thing he did was not just say, Lord, give me healing, give me healing. Lord, I need healing. He worshiped him. The leper worshiped the Lord. You know, worship leads to some powerful things. That's why we like to start all our services off with praise and worship, because this man worshiped the Lord, and two verses later, he has leprosy no more. Amazing what true worship can lead to. Puts you in a position to receive from God. Now, but look here, it says that there came a leper, verse 2, and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can heal me. And how many know the Lord answered that question forever in the next verse? We never have to ask it ever again because God's no respecter of persons. The leper said, if you will, you can heal me. I know you can. I know you can. And there's millions of people that know God can, but they're still not healed because they don't know he wants to. One translation, Jesus said, of course I want to be cleansed. One translation says, I want it with all my heart. And so he said, I thought it was interesting. Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand and touched a man with a highly contagious, deadly disease. Incurable. Jesus touched a man. Now they all knew if you touch a leper, you're going to become leprous yourself. It's going to get on you. Can you see Jesus here? Zero fear. Totally aware of who he is. And he's a man. He's operating as the man, Christ Jesus. The man, Christ Jesus. He's not operating as God. He is the Son of God, but he left his godly powers in heaven to humble himself and to be an example for us. Come on, look, look at this. Look at this. Jesus touched a leper. And the leprosy got on Jesus. And Jesus became a leprosy and had to live in the leper colony. No! No, 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 no. Read it. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, Of course I will. Be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. What's going on? Well, Jesus is contagious. Oh my gosh. He touches the guy says, and says, uh, I will be thou clean. And immediately the healing in Jesus totally kicks out the leprosy in this guy. And he's a leper no more. We're talking an incurable, deadly, ongoing, terrible disease. Now connect this with John 14, 12. You don't have to turn there. Jesus said, He that believes on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. Because I go to my Father. So this work that he did right here, the Lord said, believers, you can do this too. But here's the key. Not just getting excited after one sermon and going out and doing something when we're not really in faith meditate on scriptures like this. Meditate on the other ones we're going to go to tonight. Get it in your spirit. Get it in your blood. Hold it before your eyes long enough till it becomes engrafted, a part of your life. Not just something you pull out of a file cabinet when you need it. This needs to be so a part of us like we know our name is our, a part of us. We need to be so fixed on these truths. and We, we need to change our reality. That's basically what we need to change with the help of the Lord. We need to change our reality. You know, the reality most of us have been in is 
Hmm, I need to stay away from that. Who might get condemned. And I'm not saying you never do, even if you are in high levels of faith, there's still some common sense things we just, you know, abide by. We don't go tempting the Lord by getting close to things that we could get sick from. That's stupid. But if you come across a situation or a sick person and they need help, we should go, you know what? I can help and not be afraid. We're not talking about just going around all, hey, hey sneeze on me. I'm a believer. Uh, that's tempting the Lord, <laughs> right? Or just, just pour some poison in that food and I'll eat and I'll be just fine. No, you'll probably die because that's tempting the Lord. But in the line of duty, in while you're being led by the Spirit, you know, there's times the Spirit of God will lead you away from contagious situations. And that's how you're going to be protected by being led by the Spirit. Other times, you'll be operating like Jesus and there's an opportunity to minister. And you're going to be able to lay hands or touch or help somebody out in this area. So I just wanted to show you this here. Jesus was confronted with a person highly contagious and the healing in him overrode the sickness in the person. Oh, that's good. Say this. This must be real to me. These things must be real to me. Now, let me make it very clear again because I only got a couple of minutes. We're not talking about just going out and totally being unsensible and tempting the Lord and saying, I can be around anything and, and nothing hurt me. No, you need to be led by the Spirit, not go tempting the Lord, not go looking for situations to see, you know, your believer powers come to fruition. No, 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 no. But in the line of duty, and as you're being led by the Spirit, if a situation arises where somebody is contagious with something and you got the healing power of God in you and you are led to minister to that person, don't be afraid. Build your faith in this area. We are the contagious ones, right? Turn to Job chapter 3. Job 3. I wanted to say this before we, before we uh, start to wrap it up here. You know, fear is actually a spiritual force. The Bible says God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Praise God. Fear is a spiritual force. And I want you to see Job chapter 3 and verse 25. Job chapter 3 and verse 25. We'll go to chapter 3, guys, and we'll go to verse 25. I want you to see here. Something that I wanted, this came to me, actually, I think it was yesterday, Carl and I were talking in our kitchen, and um, I, I made a statement that came right out of my heart, and I realized this scripture would back it up. And I'll give you that statement in just a second. Job 3.25, guys, Job 3.25, I'll wait for you. Look up on the screen, Job had just... I mean, just all kinds of bad stuff just happened to him. I mean, tornadoes and storms and, and thieves and robbers and some of his family got killed and he's got boils on his body. Sickness attacked him. And he said, the thing which I greatly feared is come upon. Say, come upon. The thing I greatly feared is come upon me. Now, with that scripture up there, I'm... I want you to think about this. The thing I greatly feared has come upon me. You, you can take it down now. Um, here's the thing. There's stuff in this world that's not good. There's diseases, there's plagues, there's stuff floating around every day that's not good for us. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the atmosphere is ever fully clear. Maybe when you get up to, you know, 
13,000 feet on a nice cold snow-capped mountain. Maybe there's not much up there, but the plastics and the elements and all the stuff going, you know, the fumes and vapors. There's going to be stuff in this world that's deadly. There's going to be viruses. There's going to be plagues. The Bible prophesies pestilence in the last days, uh, famines in the last days, things in the last days that are not good, that are deadly, that are not right. But listen closely. Our goal is not to get rid of all viruses and plagues and cleanse the atmosphere. It's unrealistic. Our goal is that it doesn't come on us. Oh, did you hear that? Our goal is not to get it all out of the world. Our goal is that it doesn't come on us. Job said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. What's one of the best ways to keep yourself in a place where no matter what's going on in the world, it can't come upon you? Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. If you sense fear trying to come on you, open your mouth and say, fear, get out of here. I'll not be afraid. Jesus is greater. He lives in me and everything's going to be all right. Job said, the thing I greatly feared is come upon me. So we know, and he was, a lot of stuff came upon him. But the key is this. Don't be afraid of anything that you don't want in your life. <laughs> Does that make sense? Fear makes things worse. Just like faith makes things better, fear makes things that are already in the world worse in your life. It, it's like a magnification process. Fear, because, you know, there's stuff going on, but being afraid of it makes it worse in your life. I mean, there's, a, there's an organic disease and there's an organic disease with fear attached to it, and now it's bigger than just an organic disease. It's now becoming a spiritual thing, not just an organic thing. Are you following me? And so here's the thing we got to realize. Jesus told us, God tells us all through the scriptures many, many, many times, don't be afraid. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Don't be afraid. I think we need to look at that like, don't commit adultery. Same God's telling us not to do something. Why would we go... Well, he said, don't kill. Uh, for sure, I'm not going to kill. I'm not going to kill. I'm not going to kill. No, that's a commandment. Well, fear not's a commandment too. Do you ever think about it? It's not, it's not an option. God never suggests anything. <laughs> think about it. He never suggests anything. It's all the word. I mean, it's like, do it. And you think, well, I'm not going to kill because I might be sent to prison and I might die in an electric chair or something. You fear long enough, you could die. This is another commandment that will save your life. I know when I had to struggle with fear, it was not just a normal little earthly fear. I think there is demons of fear on my case. Right after I got saved, I came out of a lot of darkness, came out of a lot of weird stuff, drugs and crazy lifestyle. Um, I, um, I got saved, but my mind was still clouded with darkness and there were still demons that were tracking me. I my heart was born again. I knew I'd go to heaven if I died, but... I still had a lot of oppression in my mind. And by, cause my mind is not what got born again. My spirit got born again. My mind needs renewed every day. And I mean, the devil is tracking me down. I think he knew I was called to the ministry. So I think he knew I'm going to try to kill this guy. Man, he's going to be preaching in front of thousands of people one day. We're going to snuff this guy out. Sometimes I, th I think he knows a little bit about our future because he's heard other prophecies and all. But um, 
I mean, when I, the, when the Lord told me, because I had a really big problem with fear. It was unrational, demonic. It was terrible. And uh, it was paranoia into the next level. Um, I, had, I had to get delivered from fear. And I also had to start obeying the Lord when he said, fear not. Actually, the, the, probably the, the greatest thing to help me get out of fear, not just temporarily, is when I realized the Lord said, son, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, stop it. Shape up. Stop being afraid. I'm not telling you to do something you can't do. And you know what I had to do to get free from fear? I had to repent from being afraid when the Lord told me not to. And oh, I, I had to start saying I wasn't afraid, acting like I wasn't afraid, and the whole time I felt afraid. But I got a revelation. How I act and talk is way more powerful than how I feel. Actually, if you talk right and act right long enough, it'll change how you feel. And eventually, I got free from fear, got free from the feelings of fear, got delivered from some stuff. I mean delivered. And a lot of it was because I took the word of the Lord as a commandment, not just a comforting suggestion. Oh, Johnny, don't be afraid. It was more like, son, stop being afraid right now. You're opening the door to things you don't want in your life. Stop it. And I got free that day. And it was a great stride in my Christian walk when I realized being free from fear had a lot to do with me obeying the Lord, not just being delivered through another prayer. So um, I want to say this again. Fear makes things worse. So that's why you want to stay out of it. You may feel fear. That doesn't mean you're in fear. It just means you feel it. How you act and talk is more powerful than what you feel. But I want to say this again. The goal... Listen to the goal, okay? We've got plagues in our world, we've got families, we've got stuff maybe coming up later or whatever. The goal of our life and our prayers is not, let's get all these plagues out of the world. Ain't gonna happen till Jesus comes. What's our goal? Seeing that it doesn't come on us. And a number one way it can't come on us is if we'll just flat out refuse to worry about it. Because worry is a form of fear. Actually, a lot of people say, well, I'm not worried. I'm just concerned. You're probably in a little bit of fear. Concern is almost like a little uh, uh, disguised word for beginning of fear. I know there's a legitimate concern, but a lot of people use the word concern, and really they're still worried. Still worried about something. But let's, 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 let's get out of this fear thing, and let's get into faith, which makes things better. Right? Fear makes things worse. Faith makes things better. Oh, you know, there's a scripture in Proverbs that says the fear of the wicked will come on them. It's a powerful force. And so we want to make sure that we're, and, and the Lord will have, you know, David said, and friend, listen, don't think that I'm not saying crying out to the Lord doesn't do any good. It does great good. David said, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. There is deliverance when it comes to fear. Okay, there is deliverance. But a lot of times deliverance is combined with obeying the Lord and, and not putting up with fear and pushing it away from you instead of just letting it come on you and overtake you. Sometimes we've got to put forth some effort if we want to see full, complete, permanent deliverance. All right, so I got to close here, but I want you to turn to a couple more scriptures real quick. Turn to, um, oh, turn to the book of, okay, turn to uh, Matthew 16, and we'll close with this scripture. So I got enough material here for a couple more Wednesdays. <laughs> Praise God. We'll talk about this some more. Maybe we need to get a t-shirt that says, I'm contagious. 
And we can have the scripture, I'm a believer, I lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Uh, Troy, one of our members, Troy Salazar in the church here, after last Sunday morning, we taught on, were you ready for what happened in the earth? If you weren't, you can be ready next time. Let's just get on the ball. And I said those words on live stream on Sunday. Um, were you ready? And then I said something like, um, uh, we will be ready next time. He thought, great t-shirt idea. We will be ready. <laughs> Amen. We will be ready. Financially, we'll be ready if something like this happens again. Yeah. Right? Strong in faith for healing and protection, we'll be ready. Right? We'll be ready with resources, with power, with faith, with strength, spiritual strength. We will be ready. I hope you guys are using this as a wake-up call. I hope you're using it. You know, it's so easy to me what would fix everything right now so quick. You know, it just fix everything. Everything. If the church would just turn from everything that's violating their conscience and start praying more, this thing would be gone tomorrow. Matthew 16, we'll close with this, verse 13 through 19. Don't leave yet, guys. This is a really good word here. You've got to hear this. Matthew 16, verse 13 through 19. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to these things being real to us. We're contagious with healing being real to us. Matthew 16, and I want you to see verse 13 through 19. This is the difference between knowledge that you gain from books and knowledge you gain from the Father. So look at Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Jesus said unto them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of the Living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, our human teachers, did not reveal this unto you. But my Father gave this to you from heaven. He revealed this to you. And I say unto you that you're Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The rock of revelation knowledge. The Satan cannot prevail against revelation knowledge. When these scriptures like lay hands on the sick and they shall recover become revelation knowledge to you, as real to you as your name is, when we do minister to somebody who's got a disease, that disease will not prevail against us. The healing in us will prevail against it. And people will be healed and delivered just like Jesus said in Matthew, or excuse me, Mark chapter 16. First scripture we went to. So I just, I want you to think about this. You know, Psalm 91 is such a great psalm when, you, when you're talking about divine protection. Actually, the, you got to read out of the Passion Translation. It talks about um, if we would just stay in the place that God wants for us and we just love Him and, and serve Him every day and, and call Him our protector. And he said that in the days when plagues and pestilence and demonic harm is going around, it won't come near us. It won't come near our dwelling. It, it will not be able to get a hold of us. Yeah. It won't come on us. It'll be around us, but it won't come on us. And he said, you know what? You'll look around and see thousands killed all around you, but you'll stay unscathed and unharmed and untouched. And he's talking about people that, you know, not, not just innocent people. There, in that scripture, he's talking about wicked people. And all we would be doing is watching. We wouldn't have to fight them. We wouldn't have to raise a, a finger. And they would perish in their own ways. And so... Psalm 91 is a great psalm. The scriptures I gave you tonight. So let's just come up. Can we come up in this area, guys? Let's get a revelation. 
The law of the Spirit of Christ in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and sickness and death. We need to get a revelation that if we ever do get around sickness, it's afraid of us and it runs from us. We don't run from it. That sound, does that make sense? You're going to be around it. You don't want to just walk into it stupidly. But if you've got business somewhere and there's sickness in that place and you're being led by the Spirit and there's sickness in that place, we got to get to the place where this is real to us. The healing in us and the healer in us is greater than the sickness in them. And uh, sickness needs to be afraid of being around us, not us being afraid of being around sickness. Let's renew our minds in this area. Let's build our faith in this area. I'll be praying that we all get this revelation. So let's just pray, guys, and we'll be dismissed. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your Holy Spirit's teaching us. And like Peter got revelation knowledge from the Father, we're asking, Father, for revelation knowledge that we are contagious. <laughs> we are contagious. We have healing flowing out of us. We've got the healer on the inside of us. Lord, we're asking for revelation concerning divine protection, laying hands on the sick, they shall recover, the law of contact and transmission. Lord, we're just asking for revelation of these spiritual truths that are in the Bible becoming real in our lives, engrafted, a part of us and in our blood so that when we're out there in the world and situations do come up, a spider bite, a snake bite, a disease, uh, uh, whatever, Lord, may we not be afraid. May we be strong and go, well, of course, um, the sickness is going to bow. The healer is in me. And he said, if I touch the sick, they'll be healed. Not if I touch the sick, I'll be sick. No, that's not the way it works. We're the, we're the contagious ones. And we believe that you were going to make that a revelation to us, Father. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.